Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 60-somethingth edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about uh, your Toronto Blue Jays. And joining me, as always... Old Reliable. Old Reliable. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing well. We don't have to do this every time, you know. I thought it was our thing. I know. You have to put some sort of recurring stamp on it, don't you? Just so the people know. We, you know, we want people... <laughs> they know to what to skip past. Calling out, like the... Trey Kirby, the AO. We don't uh, we don't have ads yet, so they're not going to skip past those. They just they have to skip past this part. We'll make sure they can't skip past the ads. <laughs> We're going to be it's going to be better. It'll be a lot of sponsored content in here. It's uh, just like uh, my last sponsor. Anyway, uh, your Toronto Blue Jays are uh, looking pretty good these days. Yeah, it's been good. It's been nice. It's not perfect. They're not like a, they're not firing on all cylinders, so to speak. But uh, and yet the wins. <laughs> persist that's true they uh they don't need to fire on all cylinders it's just nice to see them firing on more than one cylinder which was the bulk of the first two months of the season and it's nice to know that some of the cylinders that were like straight up misfiring before are you know maybe more in stroke is that how is that what you say yeah probably i think that sounds like a good thing I'm an auto guy. Yeah, obviously we are quite, uh, spend a lot of time underneath the hood, you know. I do product knowledge, learnings, <laughs> learnings. That's my least favorite word, because it's not... It's not a word. No, it's not, but no. people love to talk about learnings, which, uh, not into that. When I worked at a mystery shopping company, there were many words that I despised by the end of it. Uh, mouthfeel is one that I, uh... Mouthfeel's a real thing. It's a, yeah, it's a made-up real thing. It's a real thing now that people have accepted that. It's not real fun. It's a the tactile experience is a big thing in the way we eat. Yeah, just get a yeah get a better word for it. If, if ice cream tasted like ice cream, but it but it felt like sandpaper in your mouth, you weren't going to eat it. Even, that doesn't make mouth feel a word. Two things stuck together. Yeah, like curveball. I don't care. We're not Germans. We won that war. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of winning the war, we are winning the war against. Uh, <laughs> In poverty? I don't know. Uh, we uh, we are sponsored. We are we're do, supported. We're doing okay. Huh? We're doing okay. <laughs> poverty is a bit of a strong word. Uh, Patreon. We yeah. are supported by Patreon. Supported by our listeners, for which we are eternally grateful. And everyone who has ever signed a dime over our way, uh, you have our eternal gratitude and the gratitude of our friends, uh, like the dudes at Sportsfeld who. Uh, shouted us out on their Twitter this week, and we love Sports Club, we love the zoo, yeah. and Jake, and everybody. So support them, Probably and support us at yeah. patreon.com slash birdsallday. You can, uh, you know, there's different levels and different ways to get in, but if you've heard this podcast before, you know the spiel, uh, and if you haven't before, check it out, and if you don't feel it's for you, that's cool too. We're just happy to have everyone listen. You can listen, you can get it directly to your device at uh, iTunes, or whichever is the uh, pod feed of choices, the SoundCloud RSS. Get it all in there. You know your device. You know how you need it. If you just want to keep it simple with the Apple thing, hit the iTunes store. Search Birds All Day. And there we are uh, with the baseball-looking logo. Yeah. Uh, I kept threatening that we'd read out some shout-outs. And then we... I, I have a whole list. I just haven't separated it out so we can shout people out. We'll start shouting them out next week. Yeah. Now that it's June. Yeah, I know. This it really became real. June way fast for me. I'm not. It most lie. certainly did. Yeah. Uh, also, I was thinking. Somebody tweeted about. Uh, uh, I saw like a. It, it was like a. I think uh, Richie Football might have retweeted. It was a Paul Gascoigne's uh, the agony of his miss at Euro '96, and I'm like, it's weirder. It's way weirder to me 
that 2006 was 10 years ago than that 1996 was 20 years ago. Even though that's the same exact measure of time. Yeah, I believe 96 was 20 years ago. That's, you were a, fucking, like, that's a fucking millennium ago. That's you crazy. You were like a teen then. Yeah, yeah. 2006, you lived... I a, thought 2006 just happened. 2006, your lifestyle, I'm going to assume, <laughs> was quite similar to what it is now. It's been a long run. It's been pretty good. My lifestyle was similar-ish. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's what happens. When you get old, your life becomes the same forever. That may be what that is. Yeah. Let's... Let's have a couple more twists, maybe. <laughs> Good ones, though, not... Uh... Twists for the positive, twists in the yeah, right direction? Yeah, Not... I, I mean, I mean, I may have to go to a bunker at some point when, uh, within the span of a week, the fucking Red Sox win the World Series and Donald Trump gets elected president. That that could be a tough week. That's probably more than a week. The election's in November. <laughs> well, you think yeah, like the early November, first Tuesday in November. And, uh... Not the first Tuesday in November. The third Tuesday in November, oh, isn't it? It's the fucking first Tuesday in November. Whatever. Don't it's... question my civics, son. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be grim. Anyway, the Blue Jays look pretty good. We're going to talk about them. They made a trade this week. Uh, we'll talk about the bullpen and what that trade means for them. There is some talk of a famous player who plays for the Blue Jays who said some things yeah. about his future he as a did. Blue Jay. And uh, that's kind of it. We'll talk a little bit about you know the regular stuff. What's going on with the team? What's going on with the teams around them? We could talk a little bit about the Red Sox because they, uh, as you know, to our own credit, I think you and I both said up and down all year long before the season started. Like, yeah, the Red Sox are horrifying. Yeah, just an uh, FYI, the Red Sox are uh, just make me they keep me up at night. And here they are. They look a lot. You know what? One thing I have one the one thing I'll say about the Red Sox now before we get into it later on is if there's one thing I know for sure. It's at a team with like a gangbusters offense with all these above average hitters just from first to ninth place with David Price at the front of it. Teams like that win the World Series every single time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll be back to talk about all that and so much more in this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so first things first. Jason Grilly is a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. That's the first thing. Well, what else is there more pressing <laughs> than the arrival, the trade, the acquisition of Jason Grilly? Uh, more importantly, mo- the most important part of the Jason Grilly news is that the Jays do not have to pay him any money, really. Yeah. Didn't really, you know, people were like, oh, they gave away a Canadian. Those, I thought it was going to be one, like... Those fucking Americans running the team now. They don't even care. They, they're they getting rid of this Canadian non-ish prospect. Non-prospect, let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He was going to be released. It was just like, they paid a little fee to make sure that they... Uh, they had first right they, they of refusal. First, yeah, exactly. And they don't have to pay him any money. I guess that's what happened. Anyway. Yeah. He was re- released, but... So when they... Yeah, when they have to kick them to the curb after this all ends in tears uh they'll really be no worse off for it so there are there are things there are positive things about jason Grilly. uh the not the least of which was he was really really good last year he was yeah well for the until he snapped his achilles yeah oh right yeah now the velocity's a little bit down a couple miles per hour so far strikeouts are up good 
Yeah, well, yeah, they're still nice. So, uh, as, I, as I wrote, so are Drew Storen's strikeout numbers. Still about in line with last year. Jason Grilly right now <laughs> is a reminder of someone else we're going to talk about a little bit later. Mm. But Jason, if you look at Jason Grilly's K per nine, looks pretty good. It sure does. Strikeout rate. Not as good. Not as good because <laughs> he does a lot of walking. Yeah. There's a lot of guys getting free bags. Yeah, a lot of those nine innings are made up by many batters. Many batters Taking free TBF, bases. total batter's face. An important, yeah. an important number. But, uh, I mean, it's something. It's Can he be worse than half the guys they've run out there? Can't be worse than Drew Storm. Cannot. Yeah, probably can't, yeah. The he's, laser show himself. He's been bad. He's been bad. I don't know if you've noticed that. We've maybe have mentioned it <laughs> once or twice. I looked at Chad Girotto's number. I, I mean, poor Chad Girotto, and he's a lefty, obviously. It's different, but mm-hmm. getting sent down today... Holy shit, he's been bad. His uh, his sixty percent uh, home run fly ball rate. Well, you know that'll just you just regress <laughs> yeah, that. I'm, just regress. Her I'm up. sure that's just bad luck there. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, we've spoken about this a little bit as well. The guy that's not really been spoken about enough is Brett Cecil, mm-hmm. who you know will be back at some point, but he's kind of important. We realized that, I mean, we forget it now, but we realized that very quickly when he was injured in the playoffs last year. It was like, oh shit, there's like two relievers on this team, basically. It's easy, yes. When he was injured, it was like, oh yeah, they need help. And then when he was bad, it's like, well, when he's bad, it makes everything bad. Yeah, a little bit. Because, I mean, look, bullpens are bullpens. Guys have, we. there's been a, Jeff Sullivan wrote about it for Fangraphs, about how the White Sox got off to a crazy start. Did we talk about this before? White Sox, remember when the White Sox were here and they give yeah. they give up nothing? Yeah. Matt Albers was untouchable. Zach Duke couldn't go anywhere near. All these guys, un- unhittable monsters, one after another. And the White Sox won like every game in April. Yeah. And then they proceeded to blow three insane games in a row against the Royals, which shined a light on the fact that they've been bad. And so have the White Sox. Yeah. That the like, and they're not alone. You know, when the Jays took two or three from the Red Sox. Red Sox bullpen did not do them any favors. It no, absolutely. Last night against the Yankees, or you know, Tuesday night against the Yankees, uh, uh, Batances not his finest inning. The Girardi leaving Sabathia in to let one runner on, and then then pull him. Yeah, going batter go right. by batter, I'm okay with that. I, I'm usually okay with that. Uh, my friend Bo will complain about that when John Gibbons does it every oh, single yeah? time. Uh, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna take him out anyway, what the guy started cleaning? People certainly think that. I, you, know, you know. Anyway, whatever it was, Batances is not not his finest work. Uh, He's one Devin, of the best relievers in all Devin of baseball. Travis and, and Kevin Pillar and such. Uh, and Darwin Barney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, it's easy to say, and it has been easy to say, and it's been correct that you know the Jays hitters were killing them for a lot of the start mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, but yeah, the bullpen was fucking bad too, and it's like, you, okay, the hitters didn't hit, true, but you did have a lead to protect, and you still fucking didn't do your job. We keep going on or talking about how strong the starting pitching has been, and it it just kind of keeps going. They have a bad turn through the rotation a couple of weeks ago, and everyone like, was the yeah. sky was falling, and then they had another solid go round again. I mean, Dicky, I don't think did Dicky pitch Friday night against the Yankee against the Red Sox? Uh, whatever. I forget when I forget when he pitched. He wasn't super. No, but he was. He's fine. He's been dicky. He's fine. The, the The rotation is the least of the worries. The bullpen is a, is a worry that you know you hope can fix with a guy like Grilly. 
You throw something against hopefully, the wall yeah. with Grilly. You get on well, with, with Grilly with Loop coming back with Cecil hopefully coming back soon. Uh, you know, with Murphy Smith coming up, <laughs> yeah, ready to we blow are up the spot. We're at the point where we're not holding out hope that Drew Storen figures it out. Just no, yet. no. He, I mean, it's a long season. Perhaps shorter if you get fucking shit canned halfway through it. He but. has what hard hit soft. The hard hit ball rate is really high. The actually soft hit, like soft hit, soft contact, is incredibly low. Oh, like eight eight <laughs> percent of his balls are are classed as softly hit. Which, if you watch him, that's what you see. That is right? exactly that's why he doesn't walk. He hasn't walked anybody because he just gives up rope after rope after rope. Yeah, but again, that's why. That's why I, I know you've mentioned this before. Uh, so I fit will sometimes lag behind a guy's performance, especially when it, when yeah. the guy's a reliever. Yeah, when he's still striking guys out and not walking anybody because they're just beating the shit out of everything he throws, every single fucking meatball. It's true. Uh, I don't know what Storm's fit looks like, but it's probably being kind to him. Right you could now. you could go and just keep on regressing and be like, ah, it's not <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. Uh, it's but bad. The, you get then there's always like the Addison Reed case, right? There's a, guys out there who. Oh, Addison Reed's figured out how to early work at the bottom of the zone, and he's sort of throwing more strikes, and it doesn't throw as hard, and doesn't have that like wacky t- double bender Bugs Bunny curveball or anything like that. But he's doing a, he's doing a much better job for the Mets this year than he did even last year. Uh, and, and that's the worry with Storm that you give up on him, somebody else. Yeah, is like, oh, you've got a mechanical thing. You know, we can we can make you make it work here with uh, yeah with your diminished velocity, and that's why a team like the stupid useless Braves. We'll just give up on Grilly because that wasn't doing them any good anyway. They don't want to. You win. Know, if Grilly turns into something, like it is, it's a nice pickup. I think it's like a three million dollar option for next year with a like a five hundred thousand dollar buyout or something like that. Like if he actually, you know, he's going to be forty, but forty year old relievers have, been, have had some success, and he was really good last year, as you mentioned. Uh, he's been if you're taking a flyer on that guy, that's a nice little. Uh, tasty bit of frosting and the on that flyer. If you would like me to mix a metaphor, I do enjoy yeah. fly <laughs> frosting coated flyers. I give them a good give them a good chew, and then maybe I'll use them oh, yeah. to help start a fire at the cottage. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's good because it, that buyout is a nice little uh, thing because you don't have to pay his full salary if you decide you're going to release yeah. him or whatever else. Getting a little a little ahead of ourselves here. I assume it will end in tears, perhaps as soon as tonight. I remember Jason Grilly strongly Before that. anybody listens to this podcast, it will have ended in tears. Uh, I Jason, think the last time I predicted something like that was Miguel Castro's, like, the beginning of his fucking complete meltdown. I will always remember Doug uh, Miguel Castro because I straight up uh, called him giving up the game time <laughs> home run to Kelly Johnson. Kelly Johnson oh, was like that, the, with the lead yeah. off, and I was like, yeah. Kelly Johnson is going to hit a home run off of <laughs> Castro, and then he immediately did. Uh, Castro looks pretty good, I guess, for the Rockies, sort of. We don't talk about that trade anymore. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's the Rockies, it doesn't matter. They will somehow screw it up. I, it's, I had somebody, I think, not even joking, saying when Tulo comes back, how do you sit down Darwin Barney? <laughs> well, you know. I think you ask him to bend at his knees. and <laughs> There's your seat on the bench <laughs> yeah. over there, Darwin. I'm pretty sure that's You were in the minor there. leagues like not a long time ago. You were probably more than happy to make your you know decent little ARB reward to sit on the bench and play 
because they're going to be opportunities <laughs> like this one. Sadly. They're going to come around. But yeah, uh, Barney and, and Zeke getting it done. Zeke, man. Makes it hard for me to dislike him strongly and irrationally. <laughs> Just give him another give him another chance to dive for a ball and have it pop out of his glove. Uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of uh, anything else in the bullpen, Joe Biagini? Yeah, looking, there's a, there's a solution. Friends. There's a solution. Making friends. The club really liked his stuff in the spring. That's, I think, why they kept him around. I don't know if you've been checking out uh, BP Toronto. Uh, Mike Sund does a stuff report, uh, which is odd for the Blue Jays because that's that's not really the calling card. Got uh, not, stuff. not a lot of guys with stuff. They've got these quirky quirky kind of guys. You know, Estrada working his up and down, ridiculous change up, and Dickey, of course, and... Uh, so yeah, Biagini grades out quite well compared to his teammates. I think uh, overhand curve. I think that's like that's like the new once once more and more research comes to suggest that it's not curveballs that are the the death of all arms and throwing curves when you're at a certain age is not the thing that kills you. In fact, it's the velocity. Maybe when that kind of comes to pass, uh, the overhand curve will sort of uh, return as the weapon of choice. So yeah, Biagini's been okay. He's been quite good, and yeah. it's interesting yeah. to see how how his sort of leverage will ramp up. Uh, other stuff: Jesse Chavez and Gavin Floyd. Are, I think the foolish the, the mistake <laughs> is expecting more than what you've gotten big picture from those two guys. You mean the 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 two guys who were like, hey, long man, fifth starter types? They're not high leverage setup relievers. Chavez, I guess uh, you'll hear Joe Siddle on the radio talk about how it is a, a mechanical thing with him, and how he's really been working on his mechanics to try to get himself kind of more compact and throwing more strikes. And seems like it's helping. Yeah, control his release point. That's that's pitchers, especially guys that that are used to starting, that are used to having that bullpen, getting in there doing some work. I think that that's something that you can chalk up to not as much experience as a reliever, not especially a guy who's going two and three times a week as opposed sure. to. Well, I mean, yeah. So so there's there's the inevitable end of be a genie too, on account of he's not so experienced there either. But yeah, just keep riding. That's what they seem to do. Given seems to ride the hot hand for you know about three times more than he needs to, uh, because nobody's actually sort of established themselves. Mm-hmm. Beyond Robert, Roberto Asuno, so we'll yeah we'll see if this grilly thing helps. But I, I think the team is doing the smart thing and not spinning it as this guy's going to come in and really help the you know be the savior of the bullpen back there. The, I think Atkins or maybe Gibbons called him you know uh, the Latroy Hawkins, Darren Oliver type, like a veteran guy who can help guys back there. Who Sage, can, you know, like yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know all that stuff, but I mean, it's at least a guy who's a professional. He's been there before. He and he's had some success, and he can be useful. But you know, I wrote today. It's not like it's not like he's coming in to be what we hoped Drew Storen was going to be. That ship has sailed. Oh, it did. <laughs> that ship sailed. Like... It didn't sail for long before it hit a fucking iceberg. But it sailed. If, here's the thing. I was trying to make a Game of Thrones reference there, <laughs> and I like Game of Thrones a lot. And I've watched. I've watched. I'm up to date now. I watched it all last winter. All right. At the same time, I like it. I maybe kind of in spite of myself a little bit. (laughs) Because it is trash, frankly, but also highly entertaining. There's a scene where they went... 
there's a ship scene, the ship sail, and I was going to be like, like the, this and this. I don't even know any of the people's names, <laughs> the where, the name of the city, the name of the, the house, the name of any of that stuff. So I can't even like make that joke because God only knows what the hell is going on. There's so many freaking characters and side stories. Get me a dragon, have it burn some people to the ground. You know, that sounds nice. Actually, I I don't really do swords. If there's swords in there, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not really super interested. So I've never watched it. But uh, yeah, dragons. That's all right. Dragons. They got some dragons there. They got dragons. in their ma- magical, mystical world. Yes, dragons. Oh wow, yeah, make believe. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is fiction. It is a piece of fiction. But anyway, that's it. Well, uh, I want gritty realism, not 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 swords. Why do you want gritty realism? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have you seen that Show Me a Hero that uh, Oliver uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, David Simon? I have not. Joint? I, have not. I, I haven't seen that. I've heard it's quite good. There you go. There's, that, that, there, there's there's folks who'll give you gritty realism. David Simon. Yeah. He doesn't do anything else. He knows. He knows. He's not making fucking make believe. Well, who cares? <laughs> it's sci-fi. It's a nice opportunity to tell a story oh, about yeah. today's world. If, if people enjoy it, then more power to them. That's nice that you give them a nice pat on the head do, for yeah. enjoying popular. I'm just being. I don't. It doesn't do it for me. But you know, I'm not saying it's swords bad. and sandals and damsels in distress. And oh yeah, sandals. And... No way. I'm watching anything with fucking sandals. No, they don't wear sandals. It's very. It's very wintry. It's cold. Um, there's there's also uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, gratuitous nudity. I've heard of that. I've heard of. They toned that. it down a lot though recently. I think to their <clears throat> credit. Really thought you were going with detriment there, but okay, sure. That's the cough. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on from Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> the which, show that you can't remember anybody's name on and none I've of never watched. The Reek. Five minute the guy, the guy's name is The Reek. <laughs> that's, that's his name, The King. He went back to the Iron Islands, that's where they are, but I don't know any of the other stuff about it. Well, like, that, sh- that ship has already sailed. That ship sailed, like yeah. the entire fleet from the Iron Islands when uh, <laughs> they were usurped for their crown by their mean uncle. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of usurpers, the Red Sox are ridiculous. I was going to talk about them a little bit. They're really good. Yeah. Mookie Betts has two home runs tonight. My fantasy team is did it all for the Mookie. He hit it so oh, uh, really? So I can't, like... Complain loudly? I can't complain too loudly, but yeah. But I can, because fuck my fantasy team if it means that the Red Sox are going to be bad. But they're not going to be bad. You know, you looked at... You just kind of hoped that Bradley and Betts and Bogarts weren't going to all, you know, be fucking monsters right away, hitting the ground running kind of a thing. To me, there was, like, not a lot of doubt. Mookie Betts was so good last year that I was like, okay, he's legit. Jackie Bradley Jr. was was kind of like, all right, you got, like, a bit of a Franklin Gutierrez vibe. Like, you could play play an excellent outfield. Yeah. And maybe you can hit. Then he started to like hit everything. Yeah. And then Xander Bogarts in the World Series 2013, he was like, okay, he's legit. Like he has great yeah, at bats. Yeah. He's a good shortstop. And now it's kind of like all of these guys are really <laughs> good. All the homegrown guys. Yeah. And the homegrown second baseman is back from the dead. And then David Poppy or David Poppy, David Ortiz having like a career year. And Travis Shaw is really good. And it's like, God damn it! They just keep scoring. Now the that'll the, that'll stop. That'll stop eventually. The um the, the the rotation is still a question mark. They moved Clay Buckle to the bullpen, <laughs> and then he pitched well out of the bullpen the other day. Did you see uh, Did you see Dave Cameron's thing? What about how to fix the Diamondbacks? 
Oh, trade Zach Granke. Granke. Four uh, buckles. Maybe buckles. And then, maybe buckles. And then start throwing in some Red Sox prospects. I mean... I don't think that either... I don't, well, I think the Red Sox would do, but I don't think the Diamondbacks would do that. And There's all sorts of obstacles. It was more of a you know theoretical he, I mean, thought experiment. Dave likes to do that. He, yeah. he, he did the same thing with um, James Shields, saying that the Royals should trade James. Was it the Royals should trade, 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 trade James Shields? Yeah, that, I mean... I do seem to recall something about that. The Royals did okay for themselves. I think they did, yeah. Sons of bitches. Yeah. But I don't know. The Red Sox, Joe Kelly got lit up today. Yeah, he's uh, garbage. He's garbage. And Buckles is, is a little rough. And Eduardo Rodriguez is a question mark. But well, and with all their prospects and money, how are they ever going to fucking fix that rotation? <laughs> with the uh, Rusty <laughs> Castillo. Fuck and, off. Yeah, it's I, a little worrisome. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's just one of those things that... Like they're gonna, they, the offense is good. They're gonna score runs. Like there's not a lot of guys way outperforming. You know, even if you think Travis Shaw is their, I don't know, Kevin Pillar. Like he's having a career year at the right time. Everything's working for him. Uh, the Red Sox clearly don't believe that. And then you still got Hanley. I don't know. They're just it's frustrating. Yeah. But it's it's nice. Um, but the, all that said, I mean, the Jays came into today what five games back. They win tonight. Red Sox lose. Play the Red Sox three games, you know. I mean, for all the big lead that the Red Sox sort of jumped out to, uh, do okay in that series on the weekend, and and I think, you know, I mean, obviously it's way too early to be standings watching anyway, but you know, you just think about what that also means for the way people are going to watch this team and the interest level that people have in it, and going mm-hmm. down to the ballpark. You know, you see that the you know it's June, hockey's over or mostly over. Who remembers? And. Uh, <clears throat> And to see the, uh, the, you know, to really be in a race at that point, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, that that would be fun and awesome. And as good as mm-hmm. the Red Sox have been and as bad as the Jays have been, uh, they could be right there and making people real interested instead of, you know, I depressed. Think like, I think you kind point. of feel when you think about how good the stupid fucking Red Sox I think are. it's a good point, though, that you've made is that they're, they haven't, like, ran away and hid on the rest of the division. And I think in a lot of ways they in, they look and feel better than the record shows, which is, you know, and I just saw a tweet about it saying, like, the the Red Sox go through this weird weird flip-flop of being uh, atrocious and being excellent. Like, where they, they have these stretches where, they're, where they, yeah. they don't pitch at all, and then it almost doesn't matter how good the offense is. So, so yeah. they're not... They're not the, they're not the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not the Cubs, and they're not the, the Cubs in that division. So, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's healthy. I mean, the Orioles are, are something that I don't even want to think about. No. I'll think about the Orioles in July. Do you remember when the, the Orioles, there was all that talk about the, the Korean guy, uh, Kim, Kyunsu Kim, that yeah. they brought in? Yeah. Uh, and how he's literally done nothing. That's, the thing was, they wanted <laughs> to send him down because they didn't think he could hit at all. And then if they sent him down, it would have voided his contract. And it, there was a lot of talk saying like, oh, I don't know, maybe the, the Orioles will just walk away. They'll just send him down and he won't get paid and he'll go back to Korea or whatever. So now they brought him up. I don't know if you've been following this at all. I have not. I try to not follow the Orioles at all. You cannot get him out. <laughs> he's a monster. I mean, he's not like a Mookie Betts style, you know, unhittable, mo- uh, unstoppable monster. But he, he, they started the year playing that Rule Five guy Ricard every day, but now he's that, that cannot be a real person. 
he, he has a 165... I mean, it's only 60 plate appearances, but he has a 165 when he runs graded plus. He has... Strikeout rate is really low. Walk rate is, like, almost identical. It's kind of wacky. The stupid Orioles. Yeah. Stupid Orioles and this... This guy from from Korea, they only paid him ten million bucks for two years. I know you're. you're that's a like big, Eric. That's you're like a big KBO uh, backer. Yeah, there's there's the Blue Jays solution next year. All these all the guys that have come from the KBO this year have all hit. The guys that came last year have all hit. <laughs> it's a good sample size. You're starting to build there. I don't think what it's is, a matter of sample size. <laughs> what I are KBO pitchers, pitchers like? Who was the last? Didn't the Jays lose some shitbag to the KBO not too long ago? Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Uncle Esmiel is in is in Korea <laughs> pitching well. But I think it's not a matter of sample size. I think it's a matter of Major League Baseball scouts are right. care, are capable of saying what he's doing here will transfer over there. Right. And so teams are getting what look to be decent deals. I don't know. I think you could just sort of... Who needs scouts, really? You could just have a spreadsheet. And if you get enough uh, enough of them, them statistics... Like the uh, Archibellos of the world. <laughs> this guy's tearing up the KHL. He's going to be the, the new uh, top six forward. For we're, we're going here. <laughs> do you want to do, do a Game of Thrones-esque five-minute digression on that? About, let's just do it about hockey and the way the hockey is covered by the... No. 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 The Orioles are a little worrisome because they score. The, the Orioles and the Red Sox are scored so many runs, and the Jays haven't scored the runs. But if the, imagine the, the Jays are the same team that scored all the runs exactly. Last year. Like, so so if the Jays kind of click into gear, I mean tonight we've seen Bautista hit the ball hard a couple of times. Josh Donaldson just hit a rope to center field, and Carnacion is kind of lagging. So I mean that's the big thing, right? I would the, like to see Edwin hit. Some more of those like center cut fastballs that he's not swinging at. I'd like to see him get on base a little bit more. He's hitting a lot of home runs, but he's just not make, making a lot of extra outs. Maybe, but he'll get there. You're getting a lot from Smoke that you didn't expect. Obviously, you're getting a lot from Saunders you didn't expect. The offense would be good, but if you end up, this is gonna be like the bad old days. If suddenly the Blue Jays are killers, the Orioles with Trumbo and Davis and Manny Machado, who's like such a horrifying monster. Yeah, he's real good. Uh. And then the Red Sox, like, that's just, all these teams are going to score an ass load of runs. And ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, one more, okay, one more thing I want to, oh, so let's talk about the Bautista thing. Sure, yeah. What about it? You Bautista, wrote about it today. Yeah, but I don't know, Bautista said some stuff. No, he, I, well, I try to look at it as though <laughs> Bautista is the most cynical, like, manipulative guy whenever he, you know, says anything, as though he's not just... Being honest, and that happens to align with something that I can sort of, a thread that I can pull that maybe looks like he's being cynical. But no, he said, you know, he thinks that he's an asset to the team. He's like, I generate, like, these assets, we generate revenue. How much is the team going to share with me? Uh, and also pointed to, you know, the Royal Hallidays, the Carlos Delgados and Joe Carters and Roberto Alomars, and saying, like, you know, those guys are still around the team. They're still, you know, sort of used by the team. They're, they're, they're valued by the team, and they're guys who, you know, are are more than just, you know, a reg- you know players that come in and come out. Uh, pointing out, and I think he said, I'm not bragging, but I think that that's, you know, that's where I am in the record books for this franchise. Like, that's the kind of guy I should be, I should be valued as that kind of guy. Uh, which I think makes sense. I mean, though, as I wrote, 
none of those guys had those, their careers at the Blue Jays, and they still came back here. I mean, what's Jose going to do? Going to going to go be the brand ambassador ambassador for the Pirates? Like the no, <laughs> like that's not. He's a Blue Jay. It's kind now of a dead. End. It's kind of a dead end for him, I think. Uh, but that's interesting. And then he also it, it it sounds to me like he's almost talking about Edwin about how you know it, he says it sucks that that. Uh, Teams, and I think he's not being specific, but he's obviously being specific. Uh, take the fact that a player likes to likes where he is and try to use that against him to you know to get a better deal for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, Edwin really seems to like it here and wants to be here, and is not certainly not Batista in terms of uh, wanting to speak to the media about this kind of stuff or any kind of stuff, and just sort of sort of looks like he wants to go about his business. That's the perception everybody seems to have. Uh, and be the guy that he is here and not have to do all that stuff and would just like to, hey, let's figure it all out and and I'll stay and that's great. And the Jays are like, not offering what he thinks he's mm-hmm. he's worth, which, I mean, it's a negotiation, but I see Batista's point as well, uh, assuming that he's speaking about Edwin, which I think he sort of was. Uh in that you know why why can't you just why can't you just find a happy medium why does it uh, you know why does everything have to be grinding the other side into dust you know that's a great point it's it, in a lot of ways it's a little ref- it's refreshing and unusual to hear someone who speaks yeah. with a bit of self awareness it's true and speaking in beyond the like just want to help the team and just want to be here to win I mean yeah if but- you're gonna if you're gonna take those some of those comments and try to paint him as selfish I get that. And if, to me, that says a lot more about you than it does about if you, yeah. you being the straw man. I've just yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do, I'm not saying he's selfish, but no, exactly. I think you're right. And, and to his point, I mean, it seems like a lot of the reason that the free agent market uh, this winter is so dried up is that a lot of people have have decided to sign extensions. You know, Strasburg decided to, to sign. Uh, Adrian Beltre is a guy who I think is a good example for for Edwin, where it's like I don't know. Yeah, both sides wanted both sides wanted more in the negotiation, but they were just like, "All right, let's just get it. Let's just do it. Like, just stay here and let's let's mm-hmm. do the thing." You know, but I, do, uh, I understand why the Jays are reticent to give a lot of money to aging players, but especially a lot of money that you know they don't necessarily always have, based on how mm-hmm. their uh, internal financial structure works. Uh, but yeah, just fucking, I don't know. Just give him some fucking money already. Give him those ex. Give him a. Give him an extra year. The thing, all uh, there's nothing. These comments are are interesting, and Verducci did well to get them out of him. Not not that Verducci did well, but yeah, let's not let's not credit Verducci. No, never. Uh, but nothing has changed about Jose Bautista's status as a potentially viable big leaguer as he gets close to forty. Uh, nothing has changed about the the belief that he. Uh, He's not that close to 40. By the time his end of his (laughs) contract would be. Yes. But, and and Jose Bautista makes a lot of good points about guys, you know, having to sacrifice. And and you see it, the the culture of sports is is pretty bad in that we ask players, especially in in other sports, the NBA in particular... They're they're asked to like give money back to the team to make the team better, and it's a uh, it's a shame. It is. It's it because the careers are short, and, and they are. And 
you know, it's just it's the classic thing is where you know people get weird about greedy players. It's like you're choosing the millionaires over the billionaires. You know, like those those are the guys. That's the reason we go to see those games is those guys. And and you know, we want to see a winner ultimately. But it is it's it's. A strange new world and not the sad, probably not satisfying in the same way to be like to cheer for fiscal responsibility in a contract, you know. No, it's true. And you, you hate because we're fans of the team, you want to see the team be able to put forth the best club and the best effort and whatever that means. So if they, the team is going to get more expensive and older, that's something you need to be wary of. But you do want to see Jose Bautista stay because he's good and replacing his production would be difficult other than when they re-sign Eric Thames. But, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that like you and I are, are here to ride hard for Jose Bautista. And we uh, are w- very quick and eager to see where he's coming from and to to give him not even the benefit of that, but yeah. like just kind of like, I'm here for Bautista. He, what he says makes sense to me. It resonates loudly and interesting to, that you position it that way that he's kind of, in some ways like almost speaking for Edwin Encarnacion because Encarnacion is going to be more like a, I think Encarnacion will be like a Fred McGriff in terms of where he where the space he occupies right. in our mind beyond his playing career right where like he was good really good but he just isn't wasn't like he wasn't I don't know I that's he wasn't. He's, he's not he, just not quite that top tier. No, and even if he was, he's not gonna. I don't know that. I don't know that I will remember him as in that same echelon or at the same level that he produced. Yeah, because he sort of just did it a little on the quiet side and yeah was in the shadow of a of a player who was his equal uh, and also more yeah and also you know vying for being almost the face of the game at times, you know. I think the Verducci piece points out, you know, what are what are two of like there haven't been that many, you know, indelible baseball memories in the last, you know, year. Jose Batista front and center in two of like the hugest ones, the fucking Ordur Ordur punch and the bat flip. I mean The Ordur punch being different in, in terms of like, Oh yeah. It's yeah. gonna be remembered, but not necessarily but like that the bat flip is gonna live forever. It will. I yeah, I mean it's it's rare that the brawl thing. I mean, there's only one Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura. Yeah, but uh, like this is could be on that. It level. could be. It could be. He's already. I mean, what was he going to sign? Bat flip. Bat flip will get you a fat lip. Was what Odor was going to sign on pictures that they they had to like <laughs> cancel. Tell the, him uh, to stop being a goon. <laughs> like you're you're still appealing your suspension. Maybe do the autograph session. After that, even though and Odor, he even said all the right things. He's like, I respect him. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, like are we just talking to say words here? Um, that, well, that's what we're doing, you and I. Uh, so yeah, the Bautista thing is interesting, but again, I, I don't think there's much information to glean from it. Uh, yeah, because there's, lots got, of guys. I think I think it was Ben Nicholson Smith or, or what, Brendan Kennedy. One of the guys uh, yesterday said, you know, lots of guys say all the right things when they're winding down their last year in free agency, and then go to. Whoever pays them the most money. You don't have to look any further than David Price. He said all the right things. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing, the things that other people say, including like he wanted to stay, he <laughs> wanted to sign the team. It's a two way street. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not going to leave tens of millions of dollars, you know, yeah. on the table. And I, I mean, and the price thing is, I mean, I, if Batista's running the David Price playbook, 
good for him because yeah, I, I, even if Price didn't want to sign or was you know he would have signed if they paid him the most money or mm-hmm. worked out, so, you know, it's become part of the consciousness that you know people believe. Oh, he would have signed if Alex was here. He would have figured out a way to sign him. David Price wanted to be here, and they didn't want to sign him. You know, now that's that's what people think. Whether it's true or not, I think is uh, is is more in the air than a lot of people uh, mm. tend to believe. But but they do so because it's fun to to hate on, or it used to be fun to hate on Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. We it's had, still we pretty had, fun. We had, a, we had a fun six months there. Still pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, people do seem to like that. People seem to get suspended from the uh, Cleveland for drugs a lot right now. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna bring part of that culture over uh, over across Lake Erie. Hey, tainted supplements, man. It's not you feel their bad. fault. I I want. I think there's probably a bit more of like a legit like there's something to that. Tainted supplements. <laughs> I cannot imagine. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the political culture in the United States, and especially a lot of regions, uh, when it comes to things like government oversight and regulations and stuff like that. I, mm. I, I don't know. I'm not speaking with any you know inside knowledge about it. But would it surprise me if there are sketchball labs whose shit gets into the GNC with like weird residue of other shit in there? You know. I, uh, it's not as implausible as, you know, the people who want to crucify every positive test person wants to say. That said... Jeremy Guthrie, mm-hmm. marginal big leaguer that he is, came out guns blazing today. I missed that. He was very critical of Marlon Byrd, who has been suspended more than once. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's 162 games. I didn't... <laughs> what was... Did Verlander say something, too? No, he went off last time with the other guy. I saw somebody tweeted, like, oh, Verlander says, I have no further comment besides the emoji that I tweeted about Marlon Bird. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> one more thing I want to talk about. I don't know if... Do we want to talk about this? Let's wait. Let's wait. The Stroman thing. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe we can. We'll wait. Let's give him another start. <laughs> Who, number four starter Marcus Stroman? <laughs> ground ball... Ground ball tendency... <laughs> Fausto Carmona Stroman? <laughs> He had a couple starts that were really nice there for a while. How are his home road splits? Maybe it's just the Drew Hutchison thing. That's the good. Com- that's the company you want him to be in. <laughs> well, I just mean that, you know, he just can't pitch at home. Just only start him on the road, or whatever. He's a little bulletproof, but we'll we'll pass on that. We've already been. Oh, the other thing I want to talk about is Alex Rodriguez. Did we talk about a Rod? About how I like was obsessed this week with meeting him in New Yorkville. <laughs> I think that was off. That was off the air. I yeah. <laughs> I work at Bloor and Church now here in Toronto. Uh, very not too far from where the the Yankees stay when they come to to town. And I know that the players are often spotted in and around Yorkville, going to some of the restaurants and places around like that. And I had a couple places to go in that neighborhood today. And just like last time the Yankees were here, I was convinced. Convinced. This could be my parting <laughs> shot. I met a guy at the Hop Along Show, listener, and he he said, "I want you guys to bring back parting shots." This yeah, is my parting right. shot. That's good. Walking around Yorkville, not only this time, but a few weeks ago, not not hoping, convinced that I was going to run into Alex Rodriguez, just like walking around. And when I did, <laughs> I would have gotten or been a part of the greatest selfie ever created <laughs> by me. I, uh, Alex Rodriguez and I would take a picture and it would have been great. And then I, I thought about I would have liked that very much. It was getting yeah. weird in my own head because I was like, maybe I should like tweet at him. 
Then I'm like, well, what could I tweet at him that would like entice him? I'm like, maybe this is this is these are things I was thinking while walking down Bloor Street in Toronto today. Of course, yeah. Uh, As one when, does. I should have been thinking of work, like the disastrous <laughs> meetings that I had had that day. <laughs> but I was thinking, do you think if I tweeted Alex Rodriguez and offered to buy him a smoothie, he'll take me up on? It? <laughs> like, hey Al, let's get you some, let's get you some cold pressed juice, my man. <laughs> but I didn't. I chickened out, frankly. Not that cooler heads prevailed or I did a smart thing instead of an insane thing. I chickened out. Maybe a meal. Next time, Al, me and you, salad days. There you go. I'll get you that spinach and pear. You keep the corn out, chickpeas in. <laughs> you and me, Al. They can't, they can't possibly play the Yankees again for another couple of months, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. It's been it all feels like they've played them a million yeah, times. It does. Well, they played them only nine. They played I, said, I tweeted earlier, the, the three of the top ten pitchers in baseball in ter- terms of total batters faced against left-handers are uh, Estrada, Stroman, and Sanchez. The they Yankees faced a lot, a lot of lefties. The Yankees have a lot, a lot of Yankees. The Rays yeah. have a lot of Yankees. Rays do too, yeah. And the Rays are the team that is more likely than any to... like to, stack a yeah. lineup, yeah. So, I don't know. A lot of individuals. So stuff. that's my parting shot. Alex Rodriguez, meet me for a smoothie. <laughs> and the uh, Hop Along show was, uh, was really good. Oh, you made it to the show. I made it to the show. There was much controversy in my household. <laughs> but I ended up going. My kids were sick, so I could not go away for the weekend so I got to go to see Hop Along and it was great although I'm convinced that that poor woman her name is Frances she's the vocalist mm. the guitar player amazing I think her head's gonna like, just explode like pop clean off one day <laughs> when she's on stage doing her squeaks and snarls and everything it's great love it love love that Hop Along record my favorite record of 2015 wow very nice easily like, very without nice. any hesitation I got a parting shot and I, I just come, sprung on you. I didn't come with a parting shot, yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever did when we originally no, no, no. were doing them, but... No, you want to talk about this? Cars, fuck cars. Fuck. I think that all the time. I'm in the, my <laughs> other parting shot, I'm in the habit now of renting one of those city bikes and riding it here before... Oh, there you go, yeah, yeah. It's great, except it's getting expensive, because I haven't got a fob, I just pay each time. Get yourself a fob, obviously. I should get myself answer. a bike, you need, to get a, your, you need to get a bike. I know, I know. It's been a while. I've I could have yeah yeah I could have bought many bikes over and the money I've spent on Uber this fucking winter, which is a shameful shameful thing of mine. But uh, but it's way cheaper than cabs. I used to take way too many cabs too. But uh, uh, yeah, I got a bike that needs to be fixed. Uh, my friend Bo, who's been referenced multiple times on here, I think he friend of the uh, show. Yeah, he's got an extra one and he's got his that's got a bent wheel because I believe he was very drunk riding home <laughs> down. I think. You know where Ossington, south or north of Dundas, kind of dips down. Yeah, I think he sort of stopped paying attention until he hit a pole there a couple of years ago, and then was like, maybe I shouldn't ride my bike so extremely drunk. That's not the bow I know. No, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Uh, All right, that's know, don't, it. Don't drive. Don't ride your bikes drunk. Don't ride your bike when you're drunk. That's yeah. That's probably a bad idea. Uh, Though I don't think you get a ticket for it. I don't recommend doing it anyway. I think you'd get you get like a ticket for like uh, for like public intoxication, maybe if you're especially drunk. But I don't think it's like. But maybe it's not the same as a DUI. Maybe you're gonna ride into the back of a goddamn cab or something, which I don't recommend either. I yeah, would just say, don't ride your bike when you're drunk. My bike was stolen so long ago. I'm now back to being like, do I even want to get out there on the fucking street with those maniacs? It's great. I ride the U of T on my way here. It's like yeah, super chill. It. It'd be nice to have a real bike lane like the one they're going to build on Bloor, but yeah, you know, you take you take what you can get. Yeah, this is it. That's it. Just give them my fucking address. Uh, 
Do you live? Yeah, you live at the Hobart's library. Yeah. That's, where, that's where we <laughs> yeah, are. I yeah, jump yeah. by the, the brutalist structure on my yeah, way. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, pitch talks. You're doing tomorrow night. I am. Yeah. So if you hear this on Thursday and you are in or around Toronto, come on down. I think there are still some tickets. There's a big lineup. Pat Hankin, Ross Atkins, Ross Atkins. Yeah, they're letting me way too close to him. Uh, yeah, Hankin and Atkins and. Bunch of Sportsnet guys and John Lott. And Sportsnet Wilner guys at a pitch talk Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, no, that sounds like it'll be a good time. Carly and Agro, the host. I believe so, yeah. Uh, I was saying before, I, I I was told, I don't know if he was joking, or, but I was told Hazel May dropped out, and so he thought of me. I'm, you know, I'm the most natural replacement for Hazel May. You obviously. operate the same space in my mind. I would think so. That's for sure. In the slideshow? No. Um, uh, <laughs> and also Peterborough. Peterborough. Uh, June twentieth. Uh, it is a Monday. Uh, pitch talks up there as well at the Boston Pizza. Uh, and then I know I don't. I can't speak for Stephen Brunt or Jeff Blair or any of the other guys who are going to be there. I think Scott MacArthur is going to be there. Uh, I can't speak for them, but I know I'm going to go drink somewhere other than the Boston Pizza probably <laughs> afterwards. Uh, but there's tickets available at uh, at Homestand Sports uh, Pitch Talks, etc. Uh, they're the same thing. Uh, so check that out too if you're in the Peterborough area, the Kawarthas. Yeah, the Greater Kawartha region. The don't. Yeah, none of this bullshit. Here's a parting shot. Fuck you, Lindsay, Ontario. <laughs> changing your name. <laughs> I know it was years ago, but changing your name to the city of Kawartha Lakes. Are you fucking kidding me? You're trying to ape that. You're trying to ape that shit, Lindsay. <laughs> Fuck you, Lindsay. Fuck you, Lindsay, Ontario. That's my fucking parting shot. <laughs> Relevant today as it was 20 years ago. Yeah, did Mike Harris do that? It was a long time ago. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Thanks a lot. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day.